0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the party. I want to wish you all a happy Black History Month. Black history is American history. It isn't fixed. It's not something that lives solely in the past. And it's more than just facts in a textbook. Black history is written every day. It's written by heroes we know. Folks like Robert Smalls, a man who escaped slavery, joined the Union Army to free more enslaved people, and went on to be one of the first African-Americans to represent South Carolina in Congress. But it's also written by everyday folks, people like my grandparents, who did domestic work, paved roads, and experienced the injustice of Jim Crow South Carolina firsthand, who, along with my mother, propelled me to college, then law school, and all the way to working for Representative Jim Clyburn in Congress. I've been thinking about my time working in the Capitol a lot recently. Every day, I walk up to the third floor, to my office that overlooked the balcony where presidents are sworn in. And in that office, in that building built by enslaved people over 200 years ago, I'd go to work. In that building where men had passed laws that treated black folks like property. In that building where men had passed laws that treated black folks like property. In that building where senators and representatives had once extolled the virtues of lynching and segregation. I got to help leaders like John Lewis and Jim Clyburn pass laws to fight hate crimes and increase equality. Me, just a poor black kid from Orangeburg. When this country was founded, that would have been beyond unimaginable, beyond the realm of possibility. But it happened because my grandparents and my mother willed it. Because those who came before me blazed a trail and built a foundation of opportunities and possibilities. Not too long ago, the idea of a black president or a black woman vice president was unthinkable. That is, until millions of Americans willed it. That's the thing about black history. It's not something that just happens. It's not just a story of legends like Dr. King or Rosa Parks. Black history is the story of black people. It's the story of how everyday folks do extraordinary things to overcome injustices. Inequalities and systemic barriers to achieve great heights. Our first guest today is the DNC's very own Tamara Chrysler. She's a director of diversity, equity, and inclusion and counsel to the Democratic Party. She's spent her decades long career ensuring fair and just administration of the law and advancing workplace rights as a labor and employment attorney. Please welcome to the podcast my friend, and my colleague, Tamara Chrysler. Hey, Tamara, welcome to the party. Mr. Chairman,
1: I am so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It's wonderful to be here with you today.
0: Well, it's great to have you with us. And I want to first talk about your work. Diversing equity inclusion work is second nature to us, and it's a basic and necessary part of who we are and what we do. Given that framework, what does a DEI program look like? for the Democratic Party? And what benefits does such a program bring to our colleagues that work in the building and our friends that are outside of the building?
1: Yes, yes. Thank you for this question, Mr. Chairman. And this is exactly what excites me about DEI at the DNC. We've got the foundation for it. We're not a group that is just checking the box when it comes to ensuring diversity, equity and inclusion. We live it. It's woven into the fabric of everything we do. From our programming to reach voters, to the equal opportunity we're creating for vendors who want to work with us, to our staffing and work environment for all the folks who are supporting the work that we do. We're building a program that ensures our constituents, the people who elect Democrats up and down the ballot, can see themselves in who we are. In our volunteers, in our staff, in our contractors, we walk our talk, and our DEO program, DEI program is the bridge for that. So the thing of it is DEI is most effective when it's intentional, right? When we are examining our hiring efforts to ensure that our staffing is reflective of our constituents, when we are creating an equal playing field for vendors so that the contractors we're doing business with represent the communities that support the party, we have to take actionable steps to make sure that staff are supported, that they're seen and heard and belong. That's where equity and applying policies and implementing protocols come in. And the inclusion piece comes in where staff have a voice and are heard. What did the late, great Shirley Chisholm say? If they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair, right? We know that we will make room for ourselves because that's who we are and that's what we do. When we have a robust DEI program, everyone sees themselves represented at the table. So for us, for an organization that at its core is built on ensuring diversity, equity and inclusion, such a program brings to life what we already believe, starting with a framework as we do, knowing that diversity is our promise and inclusion is our strength, we are able to actualize that which we already believe and build out programs that reflect values and represent what we're doing. So what do those programs look like? We've got a DEI steering committee for our staff to ensure their voice is heard. We have a diverse vendor directory in the making, as we speak, that will be a resource to our state parties, our sister committees, DNC staff, to allow consideration of diverse vendors during the scoping process of contracts early on so that folks, you know, when they say, hey, I'm looking for a vendor that does X, Y, and Z. I know some folks, but let me be inclusive in my search to ensure equal opportunity. This is what we're doing. It's what we're doing for the states as well. So we have resources going to the states like this directory to ensure that the states have what they need to reach DEI goals. We're helping them craft those goals. We're giving them resources around those goals, trainings, guidelines, best practices, all of the tools that they need. So it excites me that these programs can help give power back to the people who empower the party. So when we say welcome to the party, right, it's not just the title for our fantastic podcast. It really leans into the work that we're doing. Welcome to the party. We want you to see yourself here. Welcome to the
0: party. You belong here. Well, and Tamara, for many folks, when you talk about DEI, they're mostly thinking staffing. making sure Mm -hmm. that there's a diversity of staff that are reflective of the country and of our party at the DNC. And I think we are well on our way of being in a really good place at the DNC and doing that. But I want to spend a little more time talking about that vendor aspect, because that's something that I often hear in democratic circles and people saying, well, you know, uh, the the, the party is, is, is the diverse party, the party that looks like America. But the questions that many folks have, are the dollars that are being spent uh, by the party and we know that there's you know millions of dollars that are spent on political right. campaigns and all, are they being spent in also those same types of communities what are you doing at the DNC in particular that you could talk about from contracts to just changing the culture that are making mm-hmm. sure that we're not just talking about our values but we're also living up to those values
1: It's interesting that you mentioned what we're doing and the culture because those pieces go hand in hand. We have a culture and we have actions. And so, as I mentioned, making sure that there is equal opportunity early in the process when we're scoping vendors is vitally important to ensuring that we are creating equal opportunity. Because if we have, if we just have Forms, or if we just have lists and we, you know, just kind of check the box, that's not getting at what we want to get at. We want to get at the culture change. We want to make sure that when our contract holders are thinking of who can do the work, they are thinking broadly, they are thinking deeply, and they are thinking with diversity in mind. So, yes, we have this wonderful diverse vendor directory that we're creating that will be available very soon. And we also have, it internally, we have processes, we have forms, we have um, steps that we take to enter into the c- contracting process. And the DEI team has ensured that those steps, at every step, are inclusive of diversity, equity, and inclusion, that our contract holders are scoping vendors who are diverse, that they are considering. And if they don't know, they're asking. They're reaching out to me. They're reaching out to sister committees. They're reaching out to our HR team. They're reaching out to the resources that we're giving them to make sure that they have the considerations in mind of all types of vendors when they're scoping their work. And we not only have all of those steps, but we also have an accountability piece. I am involved in the process. So folks don't have to just rely on who they know. They don't have to just rely on tangible resources that we're giving them, but they have a live resource in me. And I'm there and I'm helping. And I'm also helping to ensure that they're understanding the steps, they're following the steps. And if they are having trouble with the steps, I'm there to help them through it.
0: Well, I can tell you, Tamara, you're such a, a breath of fresh air. And this is about doing the work. As I often tell folks, that the most powerful way to persuade anybody is to show and not tell. And what your work is at doing at the DNC is showing folks that if diversity is a value of ours, if uh, the diversity, equity, inclusion is a value, then it's about showing that as a value and not just talking about it. So that's, that's why I'm right. so proud uh, of your efforts and all that you are doing for us at the DNC. So Tamara, one of the things I, I often talk about is what the D in Democrat stands for. Now, well, it could stand for diversity as well, because we are the most diverse party. But I also say that the D in Democrat stands for deliver. What do you think is the most important things that Democrats and the Biden-Harris administration has delivered for the American people? And Tamara, let me even be more personal. What is it that you want to deliver? You are a representative of the Democratic Party. You are an integral part of our work here at the DNC. What is it that Tamara wants to deliver as we move into this uh, next election?
1: I love this question. So I'll start with the first part. What the Democrats have delivered is the tangible aspects, shots in arms. We've got the infrastructure bill out there. We're giving people jobs. I mean, these are the real things. And not only are we giving them jobs, we're giving them jobs to build our country. It's yeah. just everything is going hand in hand, right? So that is yeah. just an amazing feat that, um, the Democrats can t- have delivered and continue to deliver. The corning piece is the humanity. So the last administration has had robbed us of our humanity of our civil and basic human rights and our dignity as people, and have divided us as a people. What I see the Democrats delivering, in addition to the tangibles, is the restoration of humanity, the restoration of our rights, the unity, looking at ourselves in this ecosystem as human beings, knowing that we are all fighting for our democracy and bringing us back together. That is a a very important thing. And that I see very much connected to the work that I want to help the, the Democrats deliver in the role that I am in. And that is remembering and embracing our differences. So often people say, oh, we're different. And that adds Like a a barrier between us, but it shouldn't, right? The differences are what make us unique. We're all uniquely and wonderfully made. And when we recognize our differences and use our differences collectively towards the common good and a common goal, then we can do anything. And so the work that I'm doing at the DNC and the team that, the DEI team that we have, we are ensuring that the, the D for diversity is seen as a positive, as a good thing, as a motivator, as something that can push us forward towards our collective goal of getting Democrats elected up and down the ballot and, and restoring our democracy and restoring the humanity that we also need.
0: Well, I aim into all of that, Tamara. I often tell folks, yes, diversity can create challenges, but it is our greatest strength as a party. And it is our greatest strength as a nation that we are better because we are diverse. And um, I am so appreciative of all of the hard work and efforts that you are doing each and every day for this party and making sure that value is something that that we really we live up to and that we work hard for each and every day. So thank you for joining me for this week's podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. This has been my absolute pleasure to have this conversation with you, Mr. Chairman. (laughs)
0: Hey listeners. It's not too late to get your hands on official DNC Biden-Harris merchandise. Visit the official Democratic store today to purchase limited edition Biden-Harris gear, including our Cup of Joe mug, a Biden-Harris face mask, and our designer-inspired Believe in Better collection. Each and every purchase you make helps elect Democrats. Listeners like you can take 10% off today on our site, store.democrats.org, with the code PARTY. Shop the official Democratic store today. Stock of our Biden-Harris gear is limited, so don't miss out on this chance to commemorate this historic campaign and this team's victory. 100% of proceeds go directly towards helping Democratic campaigns, so make sure to visit store.democrats.org today with the code PARTY, that's P-A-R-T-Y, for 10% off. Our next guest today is the current chair of the North Carolina Democratic Party and a career educator with 35 years of experience in North Carolina's public schools. She's the first African-American woman to chair the North Carolina Democratic Party and a former member of the North Carolina House of Representatives. Please welcome to the podcast, my friend, the chairwoman of the North Carolina Democratic Party, Dr. Bobby Richardson. Hi,
2: Dr. Richardson. How are you? I'm fine, Chairman Harrison. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for that introduction.
0: You know, Dr. Richardson, you're a former educator. For over three decades, you worked in the North Carolina public schools. You're a former legislator. And now you're the first African-American woman to chair the North Carolina Democratic Party. Can you talk about what got you into politics and, and also talk about public service in the first place and what your vision is for the Democrats in North Carolina?
2: Thank you. That question is quite uh, an easy one. I grew up in uh, rural North Carolina in a a small town and my parents were farmers and they taught us hard work and they taught us the value of being um, good neighbors. And they taught us that we needed to always be aware of the fact that it was not enough just for us to be successful, but we needed to bring people along. So as an educator, I felt compelled to give my best to my students and to give them an opportunity to grow and to blossom and to realize their dreams and to serve in a capacity that I felt would have meaning because education is the backbone of our uh, country and our foundation. And it also, it is a ticket to having uh, freedom to live a quality life and, and freedom to Uh, make choices in your life. So I give all of my credit to my parents and, believe it or not, uh, my 17 sisters and brothers.
0: Hmm. Well, and uh, tell us a little bit about what is your vision as we go into this year? You know, 2022 is a big year for the North Carolina Democratic Party. It's a big year for American democracy in general. You have an open U.S. Senate seat, key races in the, in the House of Representatives, an election for General Assembly, and those elections are going to have a huge impact on North Carolina. What do folks in North Carolina and across the the country need to know about what's at stake this year and what your plans are as chair of the North Carolina Democratic Party?
2: As you know, Senator Burr is retiring this year, so we are excited about the fact that we have an opportunity to elect a. Democratic senator to send to Washington. We also have a vision that we want to keep our veto-proof members in the General Assembly. Our governor needs that because otherwise we will be looking at all kinds of bad bills that he was able to uh, stop this year because he had that veto-proof General Assembly. We are also looking at our judicial system with our Supreme Court has a 4 3 majority on it and we are going to maintain that majority because that is where so many of the decisions that are made get stopped and channeled into the right direction. So we have two seats up this time. We are working hard around the clock and with our full staff and our energized county chairs and district chairs to make sure that we get the message out that it is important for us to elect a U.S. senator from North Carolina to maintain our veto proof in the General Assembly to elect Democrats up and down the ticket on our school boards, county commissioners, and also mayors and, and those races. And we have the staff here to do that, and we're getting our message out. So I have a vision that we will turn blue in 2022. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and it'll be Carolina
0: blue. <laughs> Any color you call it, as long as it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Dr. Richardson. If folks wanted to find out more information about how to volunteer, how to donate, how to get more involved in the North Carolina Democratic Party, where can they go in order to get that information?
2: They can go to ncdp.org, and there, that's our website, and it, and then go to Mobilize. And we have all of our activities listed there, and we have our um, platform that you can volunteer. We have a platform that you can also, if you're not sure who the candidates are, it will uh, lead you to that, and it will also tell you how to navigate voting. It will also uh, um, allow you to volunteer or to participate in activities that are happening across the state. So We have, again, is ncdp.org is our website. And if they follow the menu, they can find what they're looking for from there.
0: Dr. Richardson, you know, I always say that the D in Democrats stands for deliver. What do you think is the most important thing that voters need to know that Democrats have delivered for the American people, for the people of North Carolina? under President Biden and Vice President Harris's leadership and the leadership of Democrats in the House and Senate and the leadership of Governor Cooper as well.
2: I think the American people and North Carolinians need to know that President Biden and Vice President Harris has truly delivered during this pandemic because prior to them leading the administration, we were being devastated by a virus that we were not handling very well. But because Since they have gone in office, over 210 million Americans are fully vaccinated. And that means a lot. Schools are open, businesses are opening and operating again. And there's treatment available for anyone who would like to take advantage of that. And as President Biden would say, we haven't solved the problem, but we have the tools to continue to battle the problems. We have the vaccines, we have testing areas. And as you know only too well, we all have received three tests delivered to our homes so that we can be more vigilant in testing ourselves. We also know that there are more testing sites and masks will be uh, sent h- to homes so that people can stay safe. And therefore, we are so excited about the strong job growth that we've had under their administration. It was not expected. And matter of fact, the growth is beyond anybody's expectation. They expected us to get to this level maybe in 2025. And look where we are today. So we have so many children that have had opportunities to be lifted out of poverty because of this administration. And we can go on with other attributes that the Biden-Harris administration, our infrastructure plan, as you know, we just had a bridge to collapse in Pennsylvania. And that could have been in North Carolina. And so we are grateful for the dollars that are coming to North Carolina to ensure that our over 1,400 bridges will go through repair and rebuild. I am extremely grateful for Internet because I live in rural North Carolina. And many times when I want to host a meeting like this, I have to come to my office to make sure that people can hear what I'm saying without it breaking up or dropping. So There have been so many things that the Democrats have delivered and will continue delivering. We're looking forward to the passage of the Build Back Better plan, the John Lewis voter protection plan, and other uh, plans that I know is in the works in Washington. And yes, the governor, we are grateful for his strong support and leadership with the pandemic. And he is bringing jobs into North Carolina. He is absolutely developing our economy here. So Democrats are delivering and we just need to make sure that we get that message out to our voters so that they know who helped them thrive and survive through the pandemic and uh, giving them job opportunities and uh, affording them better health care and providing internet. So we're just thankful and grateful for all of the Uh, deliveries that we have gotten from the Biden-Harris administration.
0: Well, once again, Dr. Bobby Richardson, the chairwoman of the North Carolina Democratic Party. Dr. Richardson, so, so grateful for your leadership, your friendship, all that you're doing for Democrats in that state and your support of our Democratic candidates. Folks, if you want to either contribute to the North Carolina Democratic Party, if you want to volunteer, go to ncdp.org and sign up now to support the North Carolina Democratic Party under the amazing leadership of Dr. Bobby Richardson. Thank you again for joining us.
2: Thank you, Chair Harrison. I appreciate it and I appreciate the opportunity.
0: So what is the next chapter of Black history? What will we write? The power to add to the story and shape our future is firmly in our hands. Our elders and our ancestors brought us this far. How will we choose to further their work? We can elect the first Black woman governor in our nation's history. We can put a Black woman on the Supreme Court. We can secure the right to vote, fight economic inequality, and cast out racism and hate. As a Black man a husband, a father, a brother, a son, I'm committed to this work. As chair of the DNC, I'm committed to this work. The Democratic Party will never stop fighting to address the everyday needs of black communities across this nation, from Orangeburg to Chicago, from Tulsa to Oakland. Together, we can bring this nation's reality closer to its original promise and ensure our children never bear the burdens of the past. It's an honor to be in this work with each and every one of you. I hope this month is a time of joy, reflection, and celebration. And I look forward to writing the next chapter of Black History together. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.